Hello, fellow book lovers of all kind. Thank you for wandering into our little corner of books. Welcome to the Book Chronicles, a book-related podcast where you can hear all about the magic of books. In this podcast, we will embark on an adventure of whodunit. Today, we are turning our pages to this year's one read, Dreamland Burning. I'm Chloe, your book reading fanatic. And I'm a new lover of all book genres. Find a comfortable place and get settled in because this is going to be a real page turner. The author of Dream and Burning is Jennifer Latham and was published on February 21st, 2017. Through Latham's book, she brings the Tulsa race riot to a new light as she raises questions about the race relations from the past and today. The riot in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921 was one of the most serious acts of racial violence in American history. It still plagues people to this day. More than a thousand homes and businesses were destroyed over the period of 18 hours on May 31st and June 1st, 1921. That's a hundred years ago. With a rough estimate of the death toll ranging from 50 to 300. The city had later been put under martial law. Thousands of Tolsons were imprisoned under armed protection, and Oklahoma's second largest African-American community had been burned to the ground by the time the violence had ended. Now to our guest speaker with more on the book. We are now here with Mrs. Oliva to talk more about the One Read Dreamland Burning. Hi, Anu. Hello. So what is One Read for those who do not know? Sure. So One Read is an opportunity for staff and students and really anybody in our larger community to all read the same book at the same time. So this year we actually chose Dreamland Burning by Jennifer Latham. And we chose that book because um, there was an event that happened about 100 years ago, actually exactly 100 years ago this year, um, that is important to the story. And so we thought celebrating kind of the 100th anniversary of that historical event um, lended itself really well to our one read for this year. Okay, so could you give me a quick summary of the book? Sure. So the book is, it actually starts with um, the character named Rowan. So she's one of two protagonists. And Rowan um, lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma in current times. And she's just getting ready to start her summer vacation and um, there is some construction that's actually happening in the back part of her house. As soon as the construction starts though, it stops and she sees the uh, construction workers running from the property. And she's really curious, like what's going on? So she goes back to, um, to the servants' quarters where this renovation is supposed to be happening. She looks down at the floorboards and where the construction workers have taken some of the floorboards apart, there is actually a skeleton buried beneath the floorboards. And she's almost more curious than she is freaked out. She calls her friend and they kind of do some excavating around the body before her mom shows up and she even pockets the person's wallet. So she has all these questions about how this person ended up in her floorboards. And that of course ties into the other protagonist in the story whose name is Will. And he's alive in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a hundred years in the past. So in 1921 and he is somehow connected to that body in the floorboards. And so you have to read their alternating perspectives to learn more about what happened to this person and how they ended up buried in Rowan's floorboards. Wow, that sounds so (laughs) interesting. So I heard that the public library has joined in on the One Read event. What are some things that the public library is doing? 
public library is doing all kinds of things. They actually hosted an author visit with Jennifer Latham virtually at the beginning of November. They've pre prepared a whole website actually that has um, some different resources that connect to the book. So some read-alikes for all different age levels. So even if you had like a younger brother or sister in elementary or middle school, there would be books on that list that would be similar to Dreamland Burning. They're hosting um, a beanstack challenge so that you can do multiple different activities related to um, Dreamland Burning and actually earn badges through Beanstack and potentially win a prize at the end of that experience. And they're also doing like documentary showings that relate to the history surrounding the book um, and that kind of thing. So they've got all kinds of really cool things planned. Nice. So how long will the one read be lasting? So it started in um, October and we are going to finish up before the end of this calendar year. So we'll finish up right before you guys leave on your winter break. So there's still time, folks. If you haven't read the book, please read it. So what other schools or school districts are joining in on the fun? So I'm working with um, North Point High School. Of course, that's in Wentzville. And then I have a bunch of friends that work um, in Fort Zumwalt, and they're actually working with me to create a lot of the resources that we're providing to teachers on a weekly basis. So we're all kind of collaborating together, and the group of us actually went to Tulsa, Oklahoma over the summer. Really? And we did, and we actually um, contacted the author, Jennifer Latham, and said, can we have dinner with you? We want to learn about what this whole process was like in you writing the book. And um, she was so gracious, and we had dinner with her. We toured Tulsa. No way. Yes, we went to Greenwood, which is um, really, again, Im important and central to the book, and did some historical touring down there to kind of understand more about what took place, um, and just had a really, really good time. But that helped us really prepare for the one read as well. That must have been so cool. It was so cool, yes. So what was your initial reaction to the book? So like, here's the book. What was your initial reaction? So I actually read it, um, I want to say, two or more years ago because it was a Gateway nominee. So oh. it, was, it was a book that we were promoting through the library um, as a Gateway. And then when we were talking about doing a one read for this year, we've kind of talked about alternating between nonfiction and fiction books for every year that we do a one read. So we did a nonfiction book last year, and all of us kind of, again, talked about the fact that um, the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre happened in 1921. And so we thought there'd be all of this additional um, talk about that event and the chance for us to connect that to our one read. So that was kind of how we landed on that book for this particular year. Nice. If I remember, last year's was Radium Girls, right? That's right, yes. And we actually have been emailing today with my fellow librarians to kind of talk about what next year's book is gonna be. So we're really excited about that. That's exciting. It is. So what is one thing that you like specifically about the book? I think I love the fact that it's historical mixed with mystery. Like those are two of my favorite genres and it really hooks you at the beginning again with the fact that there's this body and you, you want to know who this person is. The chapters are really short and because they alternate perspectives, I never felt bored as I was actually listening to the book. I did the audio version, which I highly recommend. The, the, the readers are terrific. Um, but I just, I loved how quickly it read, how much it kept me engaged through the whole story. Um, and again, just those alternating main characters in two very different time periods and how everything kind of gets tied up at the end. It's, it's, she's just a masterful writer. It just keeps you right on your seat. It does. Yep, I agree. So would you recommend the book? 
Absolutely. I would actually love for everybody to pick up this book. And I've even had some teachers tell me that they think it would be a great replacement for To Kill a Mockingbird because it teaches a lot of the same um, kind of uh, ideas, but in a new age kind of way. So to have that more modern character who's your age living in this current time, um, maybe it's easier to connect to yeah, her. Yeah, that would relate more, and it's just more interesting. Yes, it's fresh, right? It's it's new. Um, so I really appreciate that, that I've had English teachers tell me that. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic book. And again, we've provided additional resources. Like you can listen to the summaries, which we are calling podcast episodes, that we've prepared for you. So those are a really quick way to kind of listen to the highlights of each chapter and not feel like you have to listen or read the whole book. So there are a variety of ways you can interact with it. And what do you think the author did well in the book? Oh my gosh. Again, like she just is such a masterful writer and she did a really good job of plotting both of the main characters because a, a lot of the um, events in the story kind of tie together. So you learn something from Rowan and um, that story is kind of uh, furthered through Will in the next chapter, for example. So her ability to kind of plot out the story and keep you engaged through the whole story and also teach you about this really incredible time in history that most of us don't know about. Um, she did her research. She was very, very thoughtful in her research. So I really feel like it's the whole package. Like she just, she did a wonderful job of bringing all of the, the things together and it just reads so well. Yeah, I can say I didn't know about the Tulsa race riot until like I saw it in the news and I was just interested. So I clicked on and read. Mm -hmm. It's just very important, which brings me to my next question. Mm -hmm. So the book talks about the Tulsa race riot and why do you think it's important to know and talk about what happened all those years ago today? Well, and I want to just mention one thing, too. When I first started reading um, the book, um, I think a lot of us were referring to it as the Tulsa Race Riot. And it, in recent years, they've actually changed the name of it to the Tulsa Race Massacre. Yes. And that's really important because if you do some research around the event, um, one of the reasons why the people of Greenwood, who had their houses and businesses burned to the ground, yes. why they didn't receive any um, insurance money is because it was called a riot. And in, in the event of a riot, the insurance companies didn't actually have to pay out anything to anybody. So all of these people that lost their homes and their businesses during this time had literally nothing. They weren't given any money or compensation after this happened. So we've come in more recent years to call it a massacre because that's honestly what it is. Um, it was convenient for them to call it a riot at the time. And I'm sorry, I forgot your question, so ask again. <laughs> So could you tell why it's important to mm -hmm. know and talk about yep. that event today? Well, it's the, the largest um, massacre that's happened on um, domestic soil. Yeah, a uh, race massacre that's happened on domestic soil. So um, the fact that we, you know, I, I didn't grow up learning about that, and I know it's not in a lot of our history books. So I think it's important for us to kind of find these maybe hidden histories that happened 100 years ago even. Um, and really make sure that people know about them. There were so many families and people in this community in Greenwood that were impacted by what happened. So many of them murdered, honestly, um, and to not really acknowledge the pain and suffering of that community even 100 years later feels really wrong, right? Yeah. So um, one of the things you can do in Tulsa is actually go into um, one of their local historical buildings and you can um, 
you can read about the firsthand accounts of some of the survivors and you can see their pictures. A lot of them have passed away because you know, it's been a hundred years. Um, but that's really powerful to, to see what these even young children remember about that experience of being, um, you know, not having a house after it burned down or losing a family member or just really having their whole existence changed because of that massacre. Yeah. And I, wow, I didn't know that the whole riot thing was mm -hmm. used to mm -hmm. take money away from those people. It was, that's really sad. It is sad, yes. And I think um, there were very different perspectives in the white community as opposed to the black community as to how things were reported. So um, that's, that's even an important lesson to just look at, look at our bias and how that plays into how we report things, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. How we see things. Well, thank you so much. That was so informative. <laughs> thank you for coming on to the podcast and giving your info and insight into the book. Thank you for asking me. Well, guys, please do read the book Dreamland Burning. And anything else you want to say? No, or if you have anything else that you, you want to read, maybe you need some recommendations from library staff, come to us. We're happy to do that. We do that for free. <laughs> well, that's it, folks. Back to you, Chloe. Thank you for listening to The Book Chronicles. Don't forget to subscribe if you like the podcast. Remember to start reading and join us in the next turn of a page.